you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's on to Cincinnati was so 2014. Coming up shortly, we'll tell you Bill Belichick's new go-to. He said it at least 20 times today when asked who will start at quarterback this week against the Jets. Welcome to a Wednesday edition. Time to turn the page to week number eight of NFL Now on NFL Network. From our newsroom in Los Angeles, my name is Andrew Siciliano. We'll get to TNF. We're live in Tampa coming up shortly. Let's open, though, with the game on Sunday morning. That's a London game this week. It's Russell Wilson and the Broncos as the road team facing the Jaguars in London. Remember, Russell didn't play this last week. Brett Rippon got the start. How's the hamstring today, Russell? Give me a lot of great football. It'll be cool to play back in London again. I remember the last time I got to play here. Uh, it was pretty special. So uh, the environment is amazing. You know, it's world class. So uh, I'm excited to get rolling. We had a good practice today. Guys have been focused. We had a great team dinner last night. Guys were really bonded, connected. So we're ready to rock. Could you play with any limitations? Second. Could you play right now without any limitations? Or yeah, so I feel great. I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock. Hard to hear there. Um, I think the microphone was in L.A. and the, the presser was in London, but he said he's ready to rock. There's also this. Russell Wilson says that he worked out, remember, the hammy, and stretched for four of the eight hours on the flight from Denver to London, said he was doing high knee bends in the aisle on the flight while the rest of the team was trying to sleep feel like we should do like an hour on airplane etiquette. You okay, Garofolo? Tom Pelissero? Oh, I'm sorry. 
Are you guys busy? I'm just you here. You're doing high knee bends during the show. Hey, you got to keep the circulation of that Wolverine blood. You know, you're up at 35,000 feet going across the ocean. Got to keep the Wolverine blood going. Is that like the guy that stands in front of the bathroom when you're sitting on the bulkhead and just won't leave? And he's like literally like standing on top of your lap and won't leave for four hours. You okay, Mike? Sorry, just getting loose here. While you guys are doing what you're doing. While Mike does that, Tom, how's Russell Wilson? Well, here's what I can tell you, Andrew. Russell Wilson is dealing with a significant hamstring strain. It is a grade two, a partial tear, something that is normally a multi-week injury. But Russell Wilson, being a guy who has played through a lot going back to his days in Seattle, believes he can play through virtually anything. He has his own personal medical team and a trainer who travels with him. He's always going to be on and trying to get back onto the field. So he was not happy that the Broncos held him out last week from the game against the Jets. And my understanding is he already has been pushing, which he showed again in that press conference today, to play this week in what could potentially be a fairly critical game against the Jaguars. Now, the Broncos' approach has been to see where he's at through the course of the week. There's obviously, when you come back from a hamstring strain like that, sooner than later, there are risk factors involved in terms of additional injury, additional damage. There's also questions about how well is he actually going to be able to move if, in fact, he is on the field. But again, this is a guy who played through a whole bunch of injuries in Seattle at one point was playing with both a high ankle sprain in one leg and a sprained MCL in the other leg. Uh, He believes that he can get onto the field and the Broncos are gonna have to make a decision here because if they hold him out again, that's additional two weeks because you've got the bye on the back end of this an additional two weeks to get the hamstring right and play well down the stretch. Though of course, if you lose this game, you're in a spot where you're play, quite possibly looking at being a seller at the trade deadline and you're really buried in terms of trying to make a playoff push the second half of the season. We sure Russ is sleeping enough. Every time I hear he's got an injury, he's, it's involving him not sleeping. Yet, Tom Brady tells me sleep is a big part of recovery. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be stretching and just getting my rest instead. Instead of going up and down. Somebody tweeted, it was Jeff Schwartz, my buddy Jeff Schwartz, the former NFL offensive lineman, who said he found it hard to believe that Russ was actually going up and down the aisle doing these stretches. What part about Russ, Jeff, that we've seen over the years makes that hard to believe? Matter of fact, it's very easy to believe that. Well, that's there's what always Russ that lady with the compression the socks who's going up and down the aisle. Like, I get that. I, just you got to keep the circulation thing. I just, I guess it's the four hours that sort of set NFL Twitter, and we understandably are going overboard here with the calisthenics. But NFL Twitter kind of just went off with former players are going we, like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, Judy Batista has already tweeted that this is the greatest A block in the history of NFL. Now, granted, that's a low bar, but I'll take the compliment, Judy. <laughs> just Thank you just very talk much. about roster, talk about trades, please. Uh, oh, okay. You want to move on to the next yeah, topic? Do Let's We've do that without the calisthenics. Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at the Broncos because they're an interesting team, because they're short on draft picks, because they. That's right. Traded for Russell Wilson. Uh, And you've got George Payton, who is now looking at the pivotal part in a couple of guys' careers where he goes, do I extend these guys? I didn't draft them. They're not my guys. And we always see when general managers come in, they're more willing to part with players that they didn't draft than the previous regime did. So, yeah, show them. Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy. I even see Melvin Gordon's name tossed around. K.J. Hamler as well. 
Now, if they lose this game, Broncos are what, three and four? If they lose this game, they go to three and five. And now all of a sudden that maybe changes things. They're not having the season that we expected them to have in a hotly contested AFC West. So teams have already made their calls. Teams will continue to make their calls. I think Sunday could play a big part in the future of whether these guys are in Denver or not. And maybe not just the Broncos, but a lot of teams have games this week. Tom, week number eight, where Tuesday could be a lot different with a win or a loss. Broncos are two and five, by the way, but close enough for uh, government work there, Mike. Yeah, there are some other teams that you would think the outcome of these games in week eight are going to have an impact on exactly what their approach is. I was talking to a coach the other day who pointed out to me in week seven, there was only one game that both teams entered with a winning record because everyone in the league seems like they're three and three, two and four, four and two. Everybody's kind of in that meaty middle, except for, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles. It's a, it's a fairly, you know, the Giants, the Cowboys. It's a short list of those teams that seem to be in relatively good shape here. So some of the other names that you got to be watching here, what happens with the Steelers? If they lose this game here, they're never a team that's going to punt on the season, but with a guy like Chase Claypool, who absolutely is garnering trade interest, he's not going to come cheap. Could he potentially be available here? The Texans already are in a spot where it's hard to imagine they're going to climb out of this hole given all their shortcomings right now, even though they got some promising young players. So a Brandon Cooks who extended back in April, does he potentially become available? There's always a need for speed out there. And then you got Kareem Hunt with the Browns, another team that's just trying to stay relevant until the first week of December when Deshaun Watson comes back. If they lose on Monday night, then that's another team that has pushed back on Hunt trade calls so far, but does sound like they're more open to listening right now. That one game last week, by the way, between two teams with winning records was the Colts and the Titans. The Titans beat the Colts, swept them, and then the Colts benched Matt Ryan. So it's just the pieces, and it, it's, it's nuts here. Um, Dallas is winning. However, Mike, and they got Dak Prescott back this past week, but now there's this Ezekiel Elliott knee injury to monitor. What do we know? Yeah, he took a shot to the knee on Sunday against the Lions. Mike McCarthy uh, told reporters that it is a knee sprain after he told them that uh, Elliott will not practice today. Called it a knee sprain, but unrelated uh, to the PCL issue that he had previously. So I suppose that's a good sign because we know the PCL uh, was something that nagged him, but uh, it's something else going on in that knee right now. It's the same knee that he had suffered uh, that PCL in previously. So we'll keep an eye on his status throughout the week, but certainly uh, you're feeling good if you're the Cowboys that you've got Tony Pollard right there. It's been a real split between the two of them the last couple of weeks here. So um, I'd expect to see plenty of Tony Pollard either way, whether Elliott plays or not. Okay, Judy Batista did tweet during the segment, this is the greatest A yeah. block but Ever. then took it back then, and told Kevin Seifert, who was saying he was watching it without sound. She's like, that's probably the best way to do it. So Judy giveth the compliment, and Judy taketh the compliment back. We're going to try to, to keep... Seifert, but he's not listening anyway. Are you going to correct anything else of th this segment? You're, you missed a correction right now. <laughs> you two go talk offline. Thank you. Just for, <laughs> strive, for, strive for accuracy. They don't like us, we don't like them. Time went for no man. So you gotta take advantage of the opportunity today. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in. Lamar Jackson midfield and going. Touchdown with a tumble. And that is what Lamar Jackson can bring to a game. It's a fumble football, recovered by the Buccaneers. Duvernay, oh! end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Ravens. Have a good job, young man. That's the dagger, my friend. He's in the barn, and the Ravens have their fourth win of the season. Woo! Let's go! 
Let's go to week eight and Thursday night football. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers taking on your Baltimore Ravens. Two teams that kind of sort of really badly need a win on TNF. Here are the coaches. Players and coaches can't really afford to think too much about the last game. You try to learn from it, take your lesson to the next game, and you're rolling. You know, it's a long season, and these games keep coming like waves. They don't stop coming. So you got to get your footing, or you're going to get knocked down by the next wave. So uh, that's our job. We've got to get ready to go. Guys have been good. I really appreciate they've been locked in. They've been focused. They've had great attitude. You know, had a heck of a practice today. So it's just a matter of transferring that to Thursday night. You're not beating a soul, not a team in this league scoring three points. So we know we got to be better as an offense as a whole. And when you're scoring three points and you are who we are, it's collectively. It's everywhere across the board. It's coach. We got to coach it better. We got to play it better. We got to have awareness and situational football. All those things that really matter that we've been so good at in the past. Look, both these teams in the playoffs were to start today. Hi there, Sarah Walsh. Hi there, Bucky Brooks. Both would be in. They both would win their divisions. Granted, the playoffs do not begin week number eight. Sarah, the Buccaneers are as unbalanced an offensive team as there is in the NFL. They are worst in the league running the football. Their O-line injuries, their skill position injuries, but it, it feels like it's deeper than that. What's going on there? So, look, they were always a team that was going to throw the football, right, with Tom here, and that's what we got used to. They let him throw it 50 times a game last season, and there was the thought that, yes, we want to be balanced. We don't ever think this team is going to be a 50-50 split, but it certainly can't be what it is. And this team came out week one, pounded the Cowboys 19-3, a huge victory. In that game, they ran the football for 152 yards. Leonard Fournette racked up 127. And people thought, this is the formula, and this is the new box. This is how they're going to get it done. We haven't seen that again that is the last time that this team ran for over 100 yards in a game they're one of only two teams that have just one game over 100 yards since then they are averaging 64 rushing yards a game that's not just lowest in the league as you mentioned it is the lowest average in the Super Bowl era so this is getting to be historic proportions I can tell you Leonard Fournette's really bothered by this he really cares I was in that locker room last week after they lost and he just sat in his locker in his uniform for 30 minutes just staring into his locker he's really just stirred by this. I know Byron Leftwich says they got to get it going. He has made it a point to say it is not Leonard Fournette. There is clearly a run-blocking problem with this offensive line, and now they could be having a new starter. We believe that Nick Leverett will be making his first NFL start for Luke Gadecki uh, this Thursday. Sarah, there's a huge problem with the Bucks' offense. It's broken. It's been broken for a while. They don't have any chemistry and feel and flow. And you can talk about the running game and Leonard Fournette getting going. And that is a great place for the Buccaneers to start. Because as you get that run game going, what you do is you alleviate pressure on Tom Brady to have to throw completely off of a drop back passing game. And so Leonard Fournette, that offensive line, they need to do their jobs and get that running game going so they can do it. But I believe there's still a lack of connectivity with this entire unit, right? It's the in and out of Tom Brady and training camp and all the stuff that's kind of swirling around him during the season. And can they get on the same page? If they can get on the same page where they're connected, not necessarily about the X's and O's, but just from a communication standpoint, from a connectivity and a relation standpoint, if they can do that part of it, the Buccaneers can get back on track, but it's on TB12 to get everybody in the same room and, to get them going. I was going to say, sorry, turnovers factor huge here as well. Bucks had a couple of turnovers on downs last week, Sarah, which you don't see very often. Leonard Fournette, part of that. Yeah, Justice Hill also turned it over late for the Ravens, gave the Browns life. A short week, I mean, these little things matter. 
The little things matter. Coaches are always going to tell you that turnovers matter. Here's a positive for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's not turning the ball over. He has just one interception this year. Now he's not chucking it down the field. Lamar Jackson in this group, they started off as one of the hottest scoring offenses in the league. And since then, we've seen some Lamar Jackson turnovers in the last couple of games. But here's what's interesting. This was a Buccaneers defense that really forced turnovers. They had eight through their first couple of games. And these last three games, they've got nothing. In the Todd Bowles era, and I'm not just talking as a head coach, since he's been a defensive coordinator here, that has never happened. The last time a Todd Bowles team didn't have a turnover in three games, you'd have to go back to his time on the Jets. And here's where it's going to be really difficult for them. They're going to be without, likely, their starting corner, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, their other corner. They are missing a lot of guys. They're hoping to get Akeem Hicks back there on the defensive line. They don't know if that's going to happen by Thursday night. But this is a team that has been able to rely on coming up with the big turnovers in big moments. And that has not happened recently, Andrew. No, it has not. As I said, this is not a must win for either team. They are both in first right now, but they kind of <laughs> sort of both need yeah. to win this tomorrow night. It's going to be fascinating. Sarah's going to be there. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Bucky. Both back later. All right, coming up next, the Jets are winning. The Giants are winning, even if the odds are stacked against them. Nick Shook has some winners for you. Nothing can stop me. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you this is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
you think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get to the Dolphins and the Lions here. Tua Tungavaloa came back, admittedly, probably shouldn't have lowered his shoulder a couple of times, but hey, the Dolphins won. Now they have to get ready to go to Detroit. Obviously, they, they got uh, their first-round draft pick who, who's really f- looking, looking comfortable um, kind of fitting into their defensive scheme. Um, you know, we've, we've seen some, some things that, that, they, that they do really well, and, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to nitpick on things that, that they don't to try to uh, give us an, an advantage, you know, in this game. Man, Tua Tungvaloa is saying all the right things here. Cam Wolf, I'm looking at the Lions' defensive numbers. Yes, they, they did reasonably well last week against the, uh, the Cowboys, but they are last or second to last in six major defensive categories. Yeah, Tua and both, both Tua and Coach Mike McDaniel seem confident that the Dolphins' offense can get back in rhythm and scoring high points like they were in September. Tua's message to his team this week is we have to finish drives. A lot of yards, not as many points. And as you noted, Mike McDaniel said this Lions team is begging for us to treat them lightly. We can't do that. But the reality is it's a golden opportunity for this Dolphins' offense to get back to their video game numbers. Lions worse in the league in both yards and total points. And when you talk about Tua's playmakers, it's been eye-opening to see the numbers Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are putting up. Number one and number four, respectively, in receiving yards. Number one and number two in 20-plus yard receptions. So we've seen how explosive the offense can be with them. And McDaniel told me today that he's been impressed at how they've embraced the burden of stardom and the pressure. I've noticed just how much they love being around and playing with each other. Look, if I could take you inside the locker room after the game, Tua and his younger brother Talia were at the locker room and Waddle came up to him, full of energy, dapping him up, sharing laughs, joking about some of the plays in the game. A few minutes earlier, Waddle had his pre, uh, post-game scrum. Hill came up to him, talking about hyping him up, talking about his Houston chain. Waddle returned the favor a few minutes later, asking Hill about his Soul Runner clothing line. And so that all translates on the field. And look, when you think about this team, you talk about star receivers. A lot of times we think they're selfish divas. Not the case here. Andrew, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Paid in Full, one of my classic favorites. There's a quote from the character Ace that says, everybody eats B. Different context, but that's the way that Hill and Waddle play in this offense. There's enough room for both of them. And I'll end you with this, Andrew. We talk about those two playmakers there's a third guy that's emerging in that room they're running back Raheem Mostert he had over 100 yards this past year total offense and he has emerged as a clear number one running back there we talked about the Lions struggles their second worst team in the league in rushing defense this is a week that Raheem Mostert should be in your fantasy lineup because he's going to be a big part of the Dolphins offense he is in my fantasy lineup I told him that yesterday when he was on our show, love some <laughs> Raheem Mostert and good to work in paid in full. We worked in New Jack City on Monday. Cam Wolf there live 
in Miami. Thank you, Cam. Dolphins and Lions. All right. Every week, Nick Shook is here because he is all shook up. He loves some underdogs. He, he writes about those underdogs. Hi there, Nick. On NFL.com, these, these numbers here, according to DraftKings, let's look at the Giants here, who, according to DraftKings, are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in Seattle. Geno Smith joins us tomorrow. Um, what do you like about the Giants in this one? It's a lot like last week, Andrew. The Giants are awesome at overcoming deficits. They're six and one in games this season, and they've trailed in all of them. Only they're the last, they're the, they're one of three teams to do this. The last team that did it was over 20 years ago. It's the 2000 Raiders. So it's been a while, but it's also been a while since the Giants have been a contending football team, and yet here they are. They should win this game on paper when you're looking at records, but you're also facing another team that's been a surprise in the Seahawks. And, and who are atop of the NFC West right now. Now, a lot of credit goes to Brian Dable for what he's gotten out of Daniel Jones, who's got a career-high passer rating right now. He's only thrown two picks. This is a guy who struggled with ball security in the past, so that's great. But the X factor, again, is Saquon Barkley. Why? Well, Seattle's run defense is really bad. They're tied for 29th against the run, and they're bottom three with neutral or stacked boxes against the run, according to next-gen stats. So you can load all the defenders in there you want. It's not going to matter. I think the Giants take this one. Uh, Bill Belichick is a road underdog against the upstart Jets this week. Belichick is yet to name a starting quarterback. He will, quote, see how it goes today. Uh, what do you like about Belichick and the Patriots this week, Nick? Well, I expect to see uh, a bit of a bounce back from them this week because they had a tough loss. And Belichick also 34-10 and 10 against the Jets in his career, which stretches back to 2000. But I also, there's a question at quarterback, like you mentioned. Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to really matter? Because the Jets are playing pretty good football right now. They've won three straight against uh, some quality opponents, but they've only faced one legitimate quarterback in that stretch of time. That would be Aaron Rodgers, and they held them to a low output offensively. They're not going to face a legit starter this weekend again, and the Jets also have to find a way to uh, replace Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, but again, history on the side of the Patriots and Bill Belichick, you know, coming off of a loss. I know he doesn't have Tom Brady, but he does have quite a history with him, uh, with these with these Pats and, and their success, uh, and especially against this Jets team. So it's a new era for the Jets. They got a new imprint on them with Robert Sala, but... It is an old rival, familiar face. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Kind of sort of a new era for both the Commanders and the Colts here, Nick. You have Washington, according to DraftKings, is a three-point underdog at Indianapolis. This game was going to be Wentz against Ryan. It's Heineke against Ellinger. What do you like about Washington? That's exactly why I like this one for, for the Commanders. Because, look, a week ago, before this last game they played, they were kind of sleepwalking. They were going nowhere fast. And then... In comes Taylor Heineke. He injects them with life. For the first time in a while this season, I, they look like they could. Be, they believe they could win against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. And what did they do? They went out and they won the game. Heineke played pretty well. I mean, he you know he played kind of like what you'd expect. He had a nice touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin, which you saw right there. He also had a great completion to him that iced the game. What really matters to me more than anything in this game, though, is the fact that I believe in the commanders with Taylor Heineke because they show a desire to play. And also, what are we getting from Sam Ellinger? We don't really don't know. No, we really don't. Nobody was great in the preseason. Uh, what do you know about the Panthers and the Falcons here with the line, according to DraftKings, four and a half? Well, Andrew, the Falcons have, in multiple games this year, abandoned the run, or abandoned the pass, excuse me. Last week, Marcus Mariota threw 13 passes. This is a game in which they trailed 21 to nothing at the start of the second quarter, okay? This is a problem against this Panthers defense, which has played very well, held Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to three points last week. And P.J. Walker did throw two touchdowns in that game. I'm not saying that I expect 
greatness from the former XFL star, but I do kind of like what he did with that offense last week. The Falcons are going to be without Casey Hayward. They're going to be without A.J. Terrell. That's a skeleton crew in the back end of that defense. Could be an opportunity for P.J. Walker to find, hook up with D.J. Moore and some other guys some more, maybe keep this offense going and a little bit more positive momentum going in their direction. And if any, if all else fails, they can count on their defense against the Falcons offense that has not surprised many. Walker, Mayfield, Darnold, all on the practice field today for Carolina. None of them wearing the no contact jersey. It's going to be P.J. Walker. Yep, at quarterback. Thank you, Nick Shook, the Steelers of the Eagles. A preview of this one, James Palmer straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So there are seven games at 1 p.m. Eastern time coming up on Sunday. I think this is my favorite, honestly, here. It's the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles coming off a bye. And the the Steelers, who are 2-5, and five, but hey, Kenny Pickett makes it fun. I was a big Kenny Pickett fan. I thought he was a really good football player. He had a lot of he did a lot of really good things. Um, man, he had one of the best seasons. 
uh, you know, since a guy named Marino over there, right, which is darn impressive. And um, and so, man, I thought he was accurate passer. I thought he was a quick decision maker. I thought he was a <clears throat> very good, uh, you know, underrated guy with the with his legs. Um, they got a good offense. They got good players at all positions. It's going to be a big time challenge. And from from our perspective, and and when they have weapons like that, it's not about shutting them down and stopping everything that they do. It's about prioritizing when we get focused on what components of their offense. James Palmer is going to be there. Bucky Brooks back with me as well, live on NFL Now. Not often does, does a coach have to get ready for a team that is undefeated and coming off a bye. That one's fun. Uh, what did Nick Sirianni on the other side of things say today, James, about what they did with their bye week? Yeah, Andrew, one of the biggest things they wanted to do is make sure they don't have a whole lot of tells in what they do offensively. We know they run their offense, Bucky, a little bit differently than everybody else in the league. And what we've seen is an offense that protects the football. I mean, they have forced 14 turnovers as a defense. They've only given up two giveaways. And since 1940, they're the first team to do that ever through their first six games. They are really doing a great job of winning the turnover battle, which is one of the biggest things that Nick Sirianni preaches through his locker room and through that building. It is making sure you're winning the turnover differential and making sure you're having more explosive plays than the other team. And this offense really wants to point out, Shane Sykin, the offensive coordinator, said it just during the bye was that they haven't fumbled the football. And he said, Miles Sanders might have great vision. Miles Sanders is really running hard for us, but he also has great ball security. And that goes through the rest of the running back room, Bucky. It goes through what Jalen Hurts does carrying the football. And what Mike Tomlin pointed out is extremely important. In situational football, the way Jalen Hurts makes decisions, the way he runs the football, it allows them to not put the ball in harm's way very often, and it makes them a very difficult very difficult offense to go against. Yeah, they are very, very difficult, and I think what you have to do is give Jalen Hurts credit for understanding that part of it. Everyone loves to talk about a quarterback skill, meaning their physical arm talent, how they throw it, how they run it, and all those things. I think the best traits that Jalen Hurts brings is his leadership and his overall understanding of how to win football games. And so when I look at those stats and the Eagles aren't turning the ball over, that's not by happenstance. That is something that is talked about. That's something that's discussed and emphasized every day in practice and is reiterated in the huddle during games. And so the Philadelphia Eagles are a tough team to defeat because they don't give games away like some of the teams that we're seeing in the National Football League. So we can talk about their exotic scheme, the unique way that they run the football and the way the defense is playing. But Nick Sirianni and his coaches and the players have bought into this thing of we win games because we refuse to give them away. And as long as they do that, take care of the ball and find a way to make big plays and not give them up, this team is going to keep winning a ton of games and chalking out dubs. So this is a really solid team. You don't see many weaknesses. The Pittsburgh Steelers have their work cut out for them. Yeah, the offensive line's playing well, even with the injuries here. The, the Steelers would love to get pressure on Jalen Hurts, but they're not getting pressure on anyone. I, I know week one with T.J. Watt on the field, James, they terrorized Joe Burrow and the Bengals. This number just, just blew me away this morning. Next Gen, powered by AWS. They have the worst, the Steelers, the worst pressure rate in football. Nobody gets after the quarterback worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Yeah, we all say that, you know, one guy doesn't make that much of a difference, but when it's the reigning defensive player of the year and you mentioned getting after Joe Burrow, you sack him seven times in that opener. You have eight sacks total since then, and they didn't sack Tua Tungabailoa this past Sunday. You're right. They can't get after the quarterback, and Mike Tomlin has emphasized that this week, just saying we have to find a way to get pressure, and obviously that helps you force turnovers, which we're talking about. If no, Jalen Hurts is not under pressure, there's a less chance of him turning the football over. And you mentioned that bye week impacting this Eagles offensive line where there was an injury to some degree with every starter across that offensive line. This bye week from talking to people in that building could not have come at a better time in getting that group back healthy as they protect Jalen Hurts. And the other part, Bucky, that makes this extremely difficult is last season when he became the starter, Jalen Hurts had the longest time to throw of anybody in the NFL. He just went back there and started looking around. Now, the quick passing game has been extremely effective for the Philadelphia Eagles, getting the football out of his hands quickly. That makes it even tougher on a pass rush, and it shows you also that Jalen Hurts is making decisions quickly. It appears pre-snap as well. All right. Time for one more thing before we go. Sarah Walsh is going I'm so excited that JPP is coming back to the Tampa Bay area. He's coming back with the Ravens, and he had this to say. I was there for years. I did my job. Now I'm here. I'm just going to go out and show them what they don't have. I love it. We talked to JPP back when the Giants would come to town, and he sort of said the same thing, but he brings the energy. He brings great quotes. He's missed. We can't wait to see him on Thursday night. Just do your job. Tom Pelissero, one more thing. Welcome site for Steelers fans. T.J. Watt on the field going through individual drills, throwing aside sleds like the old days during practice today. He's coming off that partially torn pec, also had a knee scope. This game on Sunday against the Eagles was always the target for Watt. Can he do something even if it's in a limited role? We'll find out over the course of this week. Interesting. Amazing. Still, they have the worst pressure rate in the NFL without him. That is just mind-blowing. Palmer, one more thing. Hosted a Twitter space with my good buddy Mike Garofolo and Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard last night and found out that Goddard is an accomplished unicyclist. Not sure if that's the term, but he said if the Phillies do win the World Series and there's a parade, he would like to ride his unicycle in it. Andrew, he said the toughest thing about riding a unicycle in a parade, avoiding horse manure is a difficult thing on a unicycle. Boom, top that. Had never <laughs> considered the dangers of riding a unicycle behind a police horse. Yeah. Right? I, I can't top that. I, I can only give you this. The Lions play the Dolphins this week. The Dolphins haven't beaten the Lions since week 12 of 06 when that guy scored a touchdown. First touchdown of the game from John Kitna. You know who that is? Yeah. That's Dan Campbell, everybody. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell scored a touchdown the last time the Dolphins beat the Lions. And now he's head coach of the Lions. At one point, used to be coach of the Dolphins as well. And that's it. Strong it's not as good too. as a unicycle and, and horse. No. Nope. No, See ya. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. 